Hello, everyone, and <laughs> hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Young or Dumb. We have a new guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Ben. <laughs> Keep going. And I, I'm a beekeeper. Very nice. In addition to lots of other things, but I have bees. Yes. Maybe he'll come back eventually, but for right now. We're focusing on bees. On bees. Welcome to Younger Dove. My name's Mariana, and I'm interested in learning a variety of topics. But the thing is, I'm not much of a reader. Join me as I interview a mix of people in different careers or topics to see if I'm just new to adulting and haven't learned this stuff yet, or if I should have known this information already. So, beekeeping. Let's start with this. Why? Um. Why did you want to start beekeeping? I really like being outside and I like gardening and, and all that sort of stuff. And um, at some farms that I've worked at in the past, they've had bees. And I always thought like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to like try out. And when I bought my house and I have a really big yard, I just thought, you know, hey, like it'll be cool to have bees and make my own honey. So, mm-hmm. yeah. How did you go about even starting that? Um, like, did you like research? Like, how did you buy the bees? I have so many questions. Yeah, yeah. So I did a lot of reading. I bought like, you know, beekeeping for dummies. Mm-hmm. And how soon? How? What was the time frame? How much research did you do? Like how many weeks or months? Oh, man. Would you say before you felt confident actually buying the stuff? I probably started doing my research like six months before. Mm-hmm. And then, so like maybe like july or august i started doing the research and then in january mm-hmm. of that following year i ordered the bees is there like a prime time to start um or was that just you just started when you felt ready so like i ordered the bees in january mm-hmm. but you they like mail them to you at a specific time that's best for your mm-hmm. climate okay. um so like you know bees wouldn't survive january if they're just like out in the open Mm-hmm. So they, they sent them in, like, late April, early May. How do they send them to you? So they come in, like, a big box. Like a cardboard And box. It's, it's, like, a, it's a wood box that has, like, window screen mm-hmm. as the sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, a, like, a coffee can or something in it that has, like, a sugar water solution. Mm-hmm. And that feeds the bees while they're, you know, going. And then they go through, like, the U.S. mail. So United States Postal Service transports the bees. You think they know? Oh, they know. Yeah, They see the bees. Um, they're just holding it and they see the bees flying around it? Well, they're not really flying. They're like... Because you said it's screens. Yeah, there's screens. And it's it's maybe like, you know, the size of two loaves of bread. Like, you know, your standard one. Like, yeah. And there's anywhere from... Oh, man. It's either 10,000 or 20,000 bees All in a in- package. It's... It's like, you know, this big. Wow. So they don't have room to fly around. They they can kind of fly around. I mean, like maybe like a third of it is full of bees and then the rest is mm-hmm. open space. And then the queen is in a little tiny um like container clip? that oh. is like the size of like, you know, I don't know, like a little maybe like two containers of floss. Okay. And there's a few bees in there with her mm-hmm. because they take care of her. Okay. Um, and they're they're like her attendants, right? Yeah. And then her bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess. 
Um, and then, so the queen is in there. Um, and then, you know, you open up the, the container and you put the queen in and, and then all the bees go to her. Um, and there's like a sugar cube in that container that the other bees will like bite through and the attendant bees will go through to let her out into the hive. And it's just kind of a way of making sure that they're slowly getting acclimated and that they don't just like leave right away. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they can do that. I literally have so many questions. Okay. So when, when the people who are sending you the bees, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you know about this. So they grab the queen and they put her in this box and then all the rest of them follow. So will they wait until every single bee is there or do some bees get left behind because they might not understand what's happening? That's a good question. And I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what, what goes into yeah, packaging bees. Um, okay. I have, I have ordered like a queen mm-hmm. through the mail as well. Last year, um, one of my hives, like the queen mm-hmm. didn't survive, just wasn't really a strong queen. And, mm-hmm. um, so they sent a queen and like, there are some, um, like apiaries that's like a, you know, like a, like a bee farm, right? Yeah. There are some apiaries that will like they breed queens. Um, and that's what they do. So if they're not breeded, breaded. Do they just happen naturally? Like, how, how do you choose a queen? Well, so it's it's like a specific egg that's laid mm. will produce the queen. Um, because most bees, like most bees are female. Um, there's very few male bees. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, you know, you go into a beehive, um, there's going to be almost no male bees. Um, but How can you tell? How can you tell? Um, they have like different body sizes. So like the worker bees are relatively small. Mm-hmm. The queen bee has a really, really big, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's like, I, it's, it's like the, like the back part of her. Um, I don't know. I can't the remember. The back part, the butt. Well, there's like some fancy insect term for it. Um, not the, is it the thorax? It's the booty. I don't know. It's the booty. Yeah. She's, she's thick. Yeah. She's thick. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a size difference. And then you also, um, you will mark your queen with mm-hmm. like a dot and based on the year. So this year, the dot you color. You draw on them? It's, it's like the non-toxic paint. Can't you um, tell by the way that they're all swarming around her? Yeah, but like when she's in the hive, mm-hmm. um, she'll just be like, you know, doing her thing, laying eggs. Because that's all the queen does. Mm-hmm. She lays eggs to produce more bees to get more she's nectar like, and She's pollen. related to all the bees in the hive. They... Like, like the new bees that are like starting to be produced, mm-hmm. um, they're all her children. Who is she, who is she doing it with? Um, that would be with, um, some, some drone bees. Um, those are the males. And mm-hmm. there's one time that she will fly out of the hive. They will reproduce, right? They go in private. Well, they like go fly up, you know, wherever, mm-hmm. but they are like in there flying and then, mm. um, you know, mating takes place, and so it's just one. It's like this. They, so they all have the same parents. Or I don't she's know. Doing it with I don't know. I don't know if it's just one mm. drone. That I would have to check, but but um, she is the mom of all of them, so they're all related. So she's somehow. only doing it once. Yeah, she leaves the hive once, and then and she's just pregnant. The rest. It's of called the time. like her nuptial flight. Ew. And have then, you seen it? 
No. Do you want to? I could probably Google search it. If, no, but like, like, do you want to see your, the queen of your, do you have one? How many do you have? I have two hives. Okay. So would you want so to see, two him, see it happening? I don't really need to see it happening. <laughs> like. Okay. <laughs> um. You don't think it would be like interesting? I mean, you're not going to like see it. It's just going to look like a ball in the air, you know? Cause it exactly. Like, like. Yeah. But I feel like it would be like, oh, I know it's happening, you know? Oh my gosh, <laughs> she's becoming pregnant. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but and and bee anatomy is a little different than like you know mammal anatomy and that sort of thing. So like, mm -hmm. she'll have in in a lot of insects, there's actually going to be like a compartment in her body where they keep like the sperm, mm -hmm. um, and then it that is released to like fertilize as she's going, um, mm -hmm. you know, which is different than like mammals and yeah and other. So like the men bees, the boy bees, yeah. they're really only there. Their their only job is to reproduce. That's it. Um Do you think they like it? Or do you think they um, like it anymore? You know, I'm trying to think if if after they reproduce if they die. Is it true when they sing people they die? So yeah, if if a bee stings you it dies. Mm -hmm. uh, which is different for like wasps and hornets. Mm -hmm. They'll just sting you and sting you and sting you. But a bee'll sting you once. And when that stinger is in you, there's a barb on the end, um, and it when it gets removed, it's going to remove some of its like intestines and oh. and that sort of thing, and then it'll eventually die. So bees, the only reason they're going to sting you is if they feel like they are threatened or if the hive is threatened, mm -hmm. because their their responsibility, you know, other than gathering pollen and nectar and um, like making sure that they have food stores for the winter. That's why they produce honey. Mm -hmm. um, is to protect the hive and protect the queen. Mm -hmm. Right? So if, you know, if you're walking along and you, like, we're going to go into my apiary mm -hmm. and you just, like, open it up and start throwing stuff there, you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This person, like, this this thing mm -hmm. is trying to eat us or do something. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Do you think, like, so when you're, like, do you think that they're used to you? Do they know you? Um, I don't know if they necessarily know me, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, there's like certain like beekeeping ideas that like, you know, if you have like big life changes or you have big news, whether it's good or bad, you should go tell your bees. Um, like the queen of England had like bees. She didn't take care of them, but like, you know, mm -hmm. there was a royal beekeeper and when she died, that beekeeper told them, like, you're supposed to, like, So they never met that. her? I don't know. But it's, <laughs> but it's just, it's just, like, a thing. And, and, and I think some of it is just, like, it's cathartic. Like, it's, you know, you're talking through things that are weighing on you and that sort so of thing. So it's only for you. It's not for them. No, it's not for them. But how you feel and how you act around your bees also, like, they pick up on that. If you go in there and you're like really scared or really hesitant or like aggressive and moving fast and mm -hmm. um, they kind of become more aggressive. Yeah. If you're calm and you're just kind of going about it nice and easily. And, yes. You want to be calm. Yeah. And chill. That's yeah. what I am. I'm very. Yes. You're I'm very chill. the calmest, chillest person I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's what everyone says about me. Yeah. It's crazy. You're, you're so right. <laughs> okay. So you got two sets, 
what are they called? Two, Two hives sent yep. to you. And how many were in each? So each will have it's they they you get bees in a three pound package. So it's somewhere between ten and twenty thousand bees. Um for each. For each. And then mm-hmm. as they you know are living in the hive, that number is gonna increase. Yeah. Um and the queen is gonna lay more and more eggs. There's gonna be, you know, as as a bee goes through its life, it's going through, you know, a number of jobs. Mm-hmm. So at first, you know, its job might be, you know, taking care of the larva as they transition to being bees mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And then it might... What is larva? So larva, they are, um, like, you know, like a caterpillar or like mm-hmm. worms. Mm-hmm. That's that's like the stage of insect development. So if you think they about... They look like that? They look uh, like, have you ever like dug in your garden and found like grubs? Yep. Or if you think about like <laughs> flies, flies have maggots. Yeah. Maggots are the larva of flies. Um, bees also have larva. So it's um, just like the baby version of... Yeah, yeah. And oh, then okay. eventually, you know, eventually it will develop into like what we see mm-hmm. as a bee, right? Okay. Um, you have to look into the hive to, to see the larva. Okay. Um, and you can see like the stages of development mm-hmm. as they're going. Um, mm. and, and when you like do a hive inspection, which is something that you do regularly to make sure that you know everything's going okay mm-hmm. the hive is healthy if they need more space then you add um another part of yeah. part of the hive so the hive is made up of a lot of different parts mm-hmm. um and you can adjust it to the needs of the the bees is it like on tiktok i've seen people like be like bee rescuers so not so mm-hmm. much like keepers they have like slights like slats that they like pull up yeah is it like that yeah so inside inside the hive so like you know the basic construction of a hive is you have like the bottom board Mm -hmm. right and then everything goes out of that Mm -hmm. and then above that you have um like a deep body Mm -hmm. and what that is um sometimes they're called supers but for it to be like the body it's the part where the queen is going to be and that's where all of the it's almost like a bee nursery in Mm -hmm. a sense where like all of the baby bees are being raised there. Mm-hmm. The bees are also going to store um, honey there, mm-hmm. and that's what they're going to survive off of during the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, in our climate in northern Illinois, you've got to have, they really recommend having two of the large bodies um, to have enough honey um, to get your bees through the winter. So do you have four um, then? So on, on one hive, I have two, and then the other, I have two. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, is what uh, you have like a queen separator. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is it's pretty much like um, like a set of really thin like metal bars. And it, because the queen is larger than the, you know, worker bees, because she's, she's thick, right? <laughs> yeah. So so she's so thick. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, the queen is like, you know, <laughs> thicker than Mrs. Incredible, right? Uh, and she can't fit through there. So the worker bees can, but she can't. So it makes it so that she's only laying her eggs in those bottom two parts of the hive. Mm -hmm. And then that upper part is all honey. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that you harvest. So she can't go get honey herself because she's Um, trapped. The other bees will bring her. How do they do that? What she needs. And there's going to be honey in the lower parts too. Oh, okay. Um. So, yeah, but the other bees, like, I mean, like, they clean her up. 
mm-hmm. because she can't clean herself because she's so thick. <laughs> maybe maybe Mrs. Incredible is less of a good example. Maybe more like <laughs> think about like a female version of Jabba the Hutt. Like her arms are so short, she can't like. What do you mean clean? Like she can't like scrub her own back. What are they scrubbing? Like well, you know, I mean. You like, take do a they shower? have soap and water in well, there? Well, not exactly, but, like, you know how, like, a dog will, like, groom Lick itself? itself? So she's licking herself? Uh, not entirely, but okay. same process. Okay, so yeah. her bitches yeah. help clean her and bring her food. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. she doesn't have time for that. All she's doing is laying eggs. But she's only having sex once a year. She's storing sperm in her body. And then as she is laying those eggs, they're fertilized as they need. Do you know how, like, good that male bee that she's doing it with has to be to give her that much sperm to last the whole year? It's really a small amount if you think about, like... Well, yeah, because they're bees. Yeah. But, like, I would think that that would mean, like, it has to be a lot for him. Probably is a lot of work for him. When do the other male bees get to get off you know do they i i don't really know if they like if they view it like that i think it's more of like they're just reproducing mm. they're not really like emotionally invested or like <laughs> they're not like all right i'm gonna get me some some queen bee right now no they're not like male humans is what you're saying they don't no. care okay. no they're mm. yeah this is um a more of a sexual <laughs> oh, away from that um okay <laughs> Okay, so did you buy the stuff before they got here? Like your yeah. bee stuff? Yep, so I got I got a kit um, from the same company that I ordered my bees from. Mm-hmm. And it came with, you know, the um, jacket and veil. So like, you know, some people call it the bee suit, right? Yeah, this, um, this thing. Yeah, yep, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that came with it, gloves came with it, some other basic hive equipment, and then mm-hmm. all the parts of the hive. Now, you can get the parts of the hive either, like, assembled already, or you can assemble them yourself. It's cheaper to assemble it yourself because um, shipping costs are lower because it takes up less space, and you're not paying someone else to to build it. So um, so I ended up building all of the components, right, Mm -hmm. Um, nailing and gluing things together, and then um, you have to paint it. How long would you... Wait. Two questions. Yeah. How long did it take you to put it together? And then why did you have to paint it? Um, I would say it probably took me like maybe like three or four hours okay. total for all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Painting took a lot longer because you have to like, you want to give it enough time to dry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you do another coat. And then like some people do just two coats. Some people do three coats. Um, you paint it to, you want to find a paint that has, um, like a low odor, Mm -hmm. um, because bees are really sensitive to smell. So like if I, if I was to like spill gasoline near their hive, they're not going to like that and they're going to leave. Or if I was to use certain stains or paints, um, they don't like that. So they leave, Mm -hmm. um, so you want to find one that's that's low in odor. Um, I just use like a basic exterior white latex paint, mm-hmm. um, and it it's just to keep 
to hive um, from not being like super exposed to the elements because the hive is made out of wood mm -hmm. and you know if if wood that's not treated because you're not going to treat this wood because that could be toxic to the bees yeah um wood that's not treated is constantly exposed to weather it's going to break down quickly yeah and then you know you're going to be replacing stuff every single year so you paint it and that's just like a layer of protection just like you paint your house yeah. just like your car is painted um, so you can paint sort of it any color you want yeah this traditionally white. traditionally it's white right you're basic if i wanted if i wanted i could have painted them any sort of color they recommend not painting it like really dark colors mm -hmm. because then the hive gets hotter in the summer mm -hmm. and um it's more work for the bees to cool mm -hmm. um because you know they're going to flap their wings to you know take the hot air out and bring cool air in yeah um and that's a lot of energy Mm -hmm. And do you want them spending a lot of energy cooling the hive or producing you honey? Mm -hmm. Right. We want, we want them to produce honey. So, yeah. um, so that's, that's why white is kind of the traditional color. Yeah. So you got two of them right away. You, you didn't want to like slowly jump into it and just get one and see how it goes or. So some of the advice that I got from like other beekeepers that I talked to and like looking online was they said, you know, just start with two. Mm -hmm. um because you know if one doesn't do well your other one will probably do okay mm -hmm. um and it's about the same amount of work mm -hmm. right um so you know should i have should i start with four no way mm -hmm. could you start with one yeah um but yeah that was just advice that i got there like you know just start with two so do you mind saying how much you pay for all of it or is that too personal so a package of bees costs about like $125 mm -hmm. and then you also have to pay for shipping mm -hmm. um I could you know there there are apiaries in Illinois that I could get bees from I could drive to them to pick them up mm -hmm. um but you know the amount of money spending it on gas and and that sort of stuff the, the cost kind of equals out so yeah um Shipping, I think, for both the packages of bees this year was um, like fifty dollars between both of them. So mm -hmm. um, not not terribly expensive. No. Um, and if if you think about it, like uh, a hive is going to produce anywhere from twenty to hundred pounds of honey. Mm -hmm. I sell my honey for ten dollars a pound. Mm -hmm. So you know, just just one hive producing the honey alone is going to make back that cost on getting the replacement bees and the yeah. shipping. You have to um, buy new bees every year. You don't. Um, bees will like overwinter. Um, but this year in the fall, one of my bee hives, uh, one of the um, hives swarmed and left. Mm. Um, so for some reason, conditions weren't right in their hive and they left. Where do right? they go? They will go make a hive somewhere else uh sometimes they'll find a dead tree sometimes you know if you watch on tiktok they swarm and they're like on a bench yeah and they, they've just kind of like gone to that spot yeah. now what will eventually happen is they'll go oh crap this bench isn't good they'll actually find some place mm -hmm. um some beekeepers will have like swarm traps and they'll have them set up to either trap their own hives if they do swarm or to trap like feral bee colonies so like just like you have feral cats like cats that are just kind of like 
they're domesticated, but they haven't been around people. Yeah. You have bees like that too. Um, I haven't done anything like that, but yeah. um, so you're like yeah. taking honey out of your hives. Yeah. So then are they like re making it again? Yeah. So they'll continue to produce honey. Um, and this year, what my plan is, is rather than waiting until I have a lot of honey, mm-hmm. I like once I have a super that's full and the um, the comb is sealed, mm-hmm. um, so it's covered with wax and it's like stored in there. I'm gonna remove that, harvest it, and store it. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than you know waiting till I have three or four supers full, that way it's gonna reduce you know like the likelihood of them getting robbed. Because mm-hmm. um, like other bees and other insects will actually like try to come in and steal the honey too. Really? Yeah. So that can happen. Um, and it'll just it'll just make it a little bit easier as yeah. as the season goes on. So what happens like if it's well, I guess for the the hives that are just like out in the wild, mm-hmm. how do they like get rid of their honey to then be able to make more? Or do they just stop so, making it once it's full? Well, so they'll they're gonna produce honey and produce honey until the season ends. It doesn't get, so like, once once crowded? it gets cold, mm-hmm. well they're they're gonna find a space that's like large enough, right? Oh, I guess that um, makes sense. So they're gonna find a space that they can like grow into. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're gonna just produce, 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 mm-hmm. and then, you know, once it freezes outside mm-hmm. and there's no more flowers, and then they're gonna stay in. Yeah. And they kind of it's kind of not quite like hibernation because they don't really go to sleep, mm-hmm. but they will. Um, you know, they're gonna stay in the hive. They're gonna buzz their wings back and forth to like with the friction, like if you rub your hands together mm-hmm. to generate heat. Yeah. And then that is how, and they're gonna kind of circle around the queen mm-hmm. and keep her alive. Um, and then if all goes well, once you get warm weather in the spring and the trees are typically the first things that start to bloom mm-hmm. uh, in the spring. They're going to start gather, gathering that pollen and nectar from those flowers. Yeah. And they, that's how they feed. Um, my one hive that did survive through the fall, um, when we had, it was like really, really warm. And then it was like super, super cold. Mm-hmm. Something in that weather pattern. Um they didn't survive that. So yeah. um, originally I was only going to order one additional hive and then I was checking them on like a 50 degree day mm-hmm. um, in, oh, I don't know, like January, February, sometime mm-hmm. in there and they didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But do you know like how much to keep for them or do you just take what you want and then you just so hope they make more? I have, I have the two bottom um Everything that's below that queen excluder, yeah, is going to be theirs. Okay. Everything below, I don't, I don't mess with any of the honey in that. Mm-hmm. Um, everything above it is excess, and I can take that. Um, and then you know, I might like if it's in the fall, and let's say they've only produced enough for like half mm-hmm. of one of those, I might leave that on, and then in a warm day later in the fall, I'm going to remove it. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, that makes sense. You don't want to starve them. Yeah, you you. It's kind of like this give and take, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to allow them and make sure that they are producing enough for themselves to overwinter. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, like you know, if I'm purchasing new bees every single year, um, it's quite a bit of money. Yeah. Right. 
Whereas, you know, if I, if they can overwinter and they can survive, um, then, you know, that's $150 per hive that you're not having to spend. Yeah. And once you've purchased like the hive equipment, you know, it can be good for anywhere from three to seven years, depending on how well you maintain it and yeah. how well you painted it and weather conditions and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. You treat yours good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how often are you going to see them? How often do you work with them? So usually it's like every week or every two weeks, I'll open up the hive and I'll go through and I'll, you know, locate the queen, mm -hmm. make sure that, like, I can look and see um, if she's been laying eggs because you can actually see them. They're like tiny little, like, mm -hmm. pinpricks. Um, but you can, you can tell that she's been laying. Um, and then just looking at, you know, how how is the hive doing? Um, are they are there a bunch of like queen cells that are being laid? Mm -hmm. um, those are um, like specific eggs that are for like to develop into queens. Mm -hmm. um, if there are, it can mean that either you know the queen's not really doing what she needs to do. There's some sort of environmental stress. So yeah, kind of have to be a detective and mm -hmm. figure out you know what's going on with this. Could there be two um, queens at a time? Like if she gives birth to one? There could be. And typically if there is, what will happen is that, so like, let's say, you know, I go in there and there's three or usually there's like multiple queen cells at a time, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be a uh, sign that the hive is going to swarm. Mm -hmm. They don't have enough space. So they're going to split in half. Half the bees are going to stay with, you know, yeah. the original queen half the bees are going to go fly with this new queen. Yeah. Um, and what that means is, you know, you just haven't, they don't have enough room. Mm -hmm. You have to give them another super because be, they don't like to be super crowded. Like they always want, you know, if they've filled all of their honey stores, mm -hmm. they want to be filling more because they're, they're programmed to yeah. produce, 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 produce kind of like, um, like bears during the summer. They're eating and eating and eating so they can have enough fat for hibernation. Yeah. Right. Um, if for some reason, you know, there's just like, there's one queen, they have enough space um, and another queen is laid. Um, one, the one, the, the younger queen or whichever one is stronger mm -hmm. will kill the other one so that there's that. only one. Yeah. Um, so, and sometimes, you know, every few years they do recommend replacing your queen because um, her, like, you know, ability to lay eggs will yeah. become less and less. So you will, you know, after, you know, three years of having a queen, yeah. you may replace her. And that's why there's different colors that are used to mark the queens each year. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, okay, it, this queen is from 2023. Um in 2026, I'm going to have to get a new queen. Yeah. Um, and that's where, like, the queen cages come in. So you remove the old queen. You put the new queen in. Mm -hmm. You protect her for a little bit because they need to get used to her pheromones, her smell. Mm -hmm. um, because if you just put her in there right away, they're going to be used to their old queen. Yeah. And they're going to go, um, Imposter. like, you are you're some sort of funny business, right? Yeah. And they're going to, um, they're going to kill her. Yeah. But if you wait and you let them get used to her pheromones and they don't smell their old queen, 
eventually they're like, oh, like, you're our queen. Mm-hmm. We're, you're the one that we're going to protect. What happens if the queen's people kills the queen and then they're just queenless or they just elect someone um, new? Well, Does that happen? What, what they can do is um, one of the worker bees um, that's like, you know, being raised can be like a laying worker bee. Mm-hmm. Um, but the laying worker bees will often lay, it's, they have much uh, higher rate of laying drones. So mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot more male bees um, mm-hmm. and your hive isn't going to be very successful. Yeah. And you hope, you know, maybe there will be a queen out of that. But um, the, the queens do a good job of laying mostly female bees because mm-hmm. um, female bees are the ones that work. Male bees, the drones, mm-hmm. they just kind of eat and then they're looking to have sex. Um, they, their, their purpose is to reproduce. Yeah. Like that's, that's all they do. Um, they're kind of useless other than that. So you go out there every two weeks ish. So when the bees are flying around, Mm -hmm. they land on a flower or a tree. Then they're using their stinger to suck in pollen. How do they grab? No, no. So they have, um, like on their back legs, Mm -hmm. they have, um, like, it's kind of like, like. Imagine like, you know, like your arm hair, leg hair, mm-hmm. they have like longer ones and that'll actually like the pollen, pollen will like stick to that. Okay. Um, and then they'll actually like eat the nectar. So like the, the sweet, like sugary water that, that mm-hmm. some plants have too, they'll eat that, um, as well. So then how do they get rid of that? When, when they make the honey, it's them like throwing up. Love that. Um, yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> It's one of those things, but you know, if you think about like other food that we nope, eat that's nope, produced not, by we're animals, not into that. we're not. Oh, we into, we gotta. We're not. Getting think into about that. like chickens. Chickens, <gasps> birds know. only have they have a cloaca, a vent, and it's one opening. They lay eggs out of it, and they poop out of it. That's fine though, because the eggs like, are like wrapped. They're not like wrapped, but, but they're like, in a shell. But like your honey, it's it's. I mean, it's no. it's sugar. No, like, it's not. It's completely different. You, I can wash an egg, and I'm not eating the actual but like part you're of not, the egg. You're that's... not eating like it's not like human vomit. That's like you know like the <laughs> the old ramen noodles that you ate or something. Like it's, yeah, yeah. But it's still like animal throw up. Basically, what you're saying, what honey is. So wait, okay. So they throw it up. They're throwing it up, like, on the things that you then, like, scrape off. They're, like, they're, yeah, they're depositing it into these, the the, the frames yeah. have, um, they'll, like, build with honeycomb, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gets put into those. And then they cover it with wax. And, yeah. So when you pull it, what are you doing to, like, process it? Are you processing it? Yeah, so um, when when the bees have, you know, completely, like, they've, they've finished an entire super of honey, right? It's all mm-hmm. filled. Um, the first step is um, you have to remove the bees, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of different ways that you can do it. Some people, they'll put, like, a thing that the bees can go out, but they can't come back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll leave that on for a day or two. Um, what I just did last year was I just took the bee, or I took the the part of the hive, and I had like you know some wood that I would set it on, and then I would brush the bees off with just like a really big mm-hmm. um, brush. 
Um, and then I said, "Don't it, find that threatening." Um, no, you just kind of do it gently, like you're just like slowly brushing them, like like you would do like a like a Bob Ross painting, like slow strokes, <laughs> right? Um, okay. and, and like, you know, your goal is to get the bees off, but it's not like, you know, you're like rubbing a stain out of your carpet, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> muttering and swearing under your breath. It's, yeah. it's, it's just like, brush, brush, brush. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do that. Um, and then I'll set them, I have a breezeway, so I'll, I'll set them like outside of the breezeway and then, um, I'll brush them again outside before bringing them into the breezeway. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, if you like, let's say you were processing honey outside, um, they will, the bees will come. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, like, this is food. Like, and it's free. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, you know, if someone was down the street from you with like, free cupcakes, come and get them. Like, mm-hmm. you're going to stop buying. Are you just going to take one cupcake? I got those no, you're, you're going to take like two or three, right? <laughs> yeah. I would take like four. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, they do that. Um and then you have an extractor. So the extractor, um, you're going to take the caps off of the honeycomb mm-hmm. and you can use like, I mean, you can use like a hot knife for that. You can use a cold knife that has like a serrated blade. You can also use um, like a, it's almost like, a, like if you think like a hair pick, mm-hmm. but instead of it being plastic, it's metal. Okay. Um, and you use that to just kind of like scrape the caps off. Yeah. Um, then it goes in the extractor and it spins around. Mm-hmm. And they have, I have a hand crank one because it's cheaper. They also have electric ones that you can use. And you crank it and the, the honey will go against the walls and then it drops down. And then you filter that. I just use um, like two mesh filters. Mm-hmm. Um, the honey goes through that. And it filters out, you know, any extra beeswax, let's say... Do you save the beeswax? Um, yeah. So I actually, I processed some beeswax. Um, and this was this was from um, the hive that didn't make it. Um, so that was the process of, of, you know, cleaning the bees, like very, very labor intensive. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you get more money per pound for beeswax than you do for honey. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't looked into selling the beeswax. I just did it because I was like, oh, this could be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and was it? It was, but it was a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of trial and error, too, because um, like you you melt it mm-hmm. and then you have to like strain it and you want to get all the all the junk. Yeah. So you know, you're looking at, you know, there might be bee parts, there might be some honey, like mm-hmm. all that, like you know, nobody wants, if you think about like Burt's Bees, mm-hmm. you don't want to be putting on your lip balm and then it's like, oh, here's a little bee leg or a little bee wing, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, like that wouldn't be fun. So you have to, you have to filter it and then you have to let it cool and then the wax would kind of separate. And Wait, then that bees, that lip, that chapstick is actually made out of beeswax? Yeah, some, it has beeswax and then it has you know, some sort of other whether it's coconut oil or palm oil or yeah. something in it, yeah. So I could use that as chapstick. You could use that to make chapstick. Mm. This itself. What can you just use that for? Um. By the way, for people who aren't watching and just listening, it's just like a cube. Of- yeah, this is, I don't know, maybe it's like an inch and a half or two inches by three inches. Yeah, it's like a bar of soap, yeah. but like yeah, beeswax. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so what can you do with just that? With just this? I mean, some people use this to like finish furniture and they'll put like a big beeswax on it. Um, like blacksmiths will sometimes use beeswax for certain projects, but a lot like beeswax is really going to be used as like an ingredient mm -hmm. in like cosmetics and other things. Yeah. So you could make like lotions or salves or um, like lip balm. Um, you can make soap that has beeswax in it. Like you could do a lot of different things, but it's just going to be like one component mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You were saying something else and I didn't think. Um, you, we were talking about the process. Maybe oh, so yeah, the process, you filter it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people want, you know, like unpasteurized. Pasteurizing honey is like heating it up. Mm -hmm. People don't want that. Um, people want like raw honey. Um, and what that means is just like you're filtering it with like the wax filter, or not wax filters, you're filtering it with like metal filters or even like cheesecloth or a mesh bag to get like the big solid things out. Mm -hmm. But you know, there still might be like some pollen in it and that sort of thing. And the science behind if like local raw honey can help with allergies is jury is still out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, some people say, oh, yeah, I only purchase local honey because it helps with my allergies. Mm -hmm. They think about it in the sense of like, you know, getting small doses of that pollen um, helps your body's immune system and immune response so that, you know, when it's allergy season, you're not reacting as, as badly. Um, some people say it works. Some people say it doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Um, I, I just like, I think local honey, if you have honey that's produced near you, one, you're, you're supporting like, you know, someone's hobby mm -hmm. often. And it's like, you know, a lot of beekeepers, they're, they're doing it because it's fun. They're not doing it because like, oh my gosh, I'm going to make a million dollars selling honey. Right. Um, you know, could I make a million dollars? I'd have to get a lot of hives, right? <laughs> I It would become more than a full-time job for me. I'd have to have thousands of beehives, right? Um, but you're supporting their hobby, but you're also supporting, um, you know, like a, a unique craft. Mm -hmm. Whereas like a lot of the honey that you produce in the stores is either made or that you get in the stores is either made um, in like huge industrial size apiaries or it could even be made overseas. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's not a lot of regulation in, like, the honey industry. Those bees could have just been fed sugar, mm -hmm. and they turn that sugar into honey. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't have all the same, like, components. Or it could be diluted with corn syrup or sugar or other but things But honey is like not healthy, right? Honey is healthy. I mean, it's, it's like, every, I mean, it's sugar. Your body yeah. reacts to it in the same way as sugar. Um, but you know, it's all about balance, variety, and moderation, right? Um, I only put it in my tea. If, if, you know, every day I'm taking a big old spoon of honey and eating it, <laughs> like, you know, that's not going to be a good thing. But if I'm, if I'm having it in tea or, you know, some people will use it when they bake, mm -hmm. some people will put, instead of using like maple syrup or syrup, they'll use honey yeah. instead. Um, that sort of stuff is fine. Right. Um, now, if you're like, you know, drinking a whole gallon of honey a day, like that's, that's a little bit excessive, right? Um, 
was like but dirty, but yeah. How is it dirty? Just drinking straight honey. I don't know if it's dirty, but it's just odd. Like <laughs> you're dirty um, if you just drink okay. straight up honey. <laughs> okay, let the record show if you if you drink. In honey, my opinion, if you just drink honey straight out you're the just bottle, a whole. Well, what if what if you're like pouring it into another container? Is that fine? No. <laughs> no. If you're just drinking um, straight honey. You think that's acceptable? I to each their own. If someone really <laughs> wants to do that, I'm not going to tell them how to live their life. Um, I will. Okay. That's wrong. <laughs> um, but you also um, like with with your local honey, depending on what flowers around, mm -hmm. um, you'll get different like properties to your honey. Like it'll taste different. Um, so because of that, that nectar and pollen that they're getting is different. Mm -hmm. It's going to change the flavor. So. Just like if you think about um, like different types of sugar, mm -hmm. like white sugar is just like very plain. And then you have like um, brown sugar, like dark brown sugar and like uh, molasses, like it has a little bit more of like a rich flavor. Mm -hmm. You can get the same thing with, um, with honey. Um, if they are near um, like buckwheat, that produces a little bit more of like a darker honey. Mm -hmm. that's a little bit more rich in taste. If they're near like clover or other flowers, sometimes it might be a little bit more of a floral taste. So like, how do um, you know? Because earlier you said that they can fly within a three mile radius. Yeah. So um, there's, I think for you to say, oh, this is like, you know, clover honey or this is XYZ honey. Mm -hmm. um, you have to know like what flowers are around you. And I think you have to have like a certain percentage of those flowers in some distance. Yeah. Um, I just label mine as all natural honey mm -hmm. because I mean, I have flowers in my yard, I have different trees mm -hmm. and in a three mile radius of me, um, you know, they can fly to the garden at my high school mm -hmm. and they could be pollinating some of those vegetables. Yeah. Right. Um, they could be going to the local parks mm -hmm. and be going through the trees and the flower beds there. They could be going to all my neighbors' yeah. yards too. Um, and there really isn't a way of like knowing like, oh, this is the flower that they're getting it from. Yeah. Now, you can kind of know based on when things are in bloom, what the source is, right? Mm -hmm. So if, you're, if your hive is being really successful and it's early in the spring, mm -hmm. it's probably going to be from some sort of tree, mm -hmm. right? Or if it's late in the season, there are certain flowers that bloom later that you can, you can like. Do you taste the difference like in each season? Um, well, so I've only, like last year was my first time mm -hmm. with the bees and I just harvested it all at once. Yeah. This year, my goal is to harvest it kind of a little bit more sporadically mm -hmm. so that I can tell, or I can, I can have that comparison. I can see. Yeah. And you can see it like in the color. Yeah. You can see, you know, it might be lighter or darker. Um, and then, yeah, you can, you can taste the difference. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you, you know, if you are talking to a local beekeeper and they're selling, you know, honey from their early part of their season and late part of the season, you'll probably be able to tell, or even in different geographic locations. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if you look at Illinois, I mean, we're a really long state and we have a lot, like, I mean, relatively all the same climate, but we have a lot of different, um, plant life. Yeah. So you could compare between those regions too. Mm. Yeah.
you sell your honey. Yeah. So, what made you want to sell it? Is it just you knew you wanted to sell it when you got um, these? Yeah, and it's just like a way of kind of like, you know, breaking even. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's fun to take care of the bees. Last year, I had about 30 pounds of honey. Mm -hmm. Um... By no means am I going to consume 30 pounds of honey <laughs> all myself. I don't just drink it straight. Because <laughs> uh, to quote someone that I once knew who's kind of crazy, <laughs> that would be dirty. Um, so Wait, you said you once knew. You don't know me now? I guess I know you. You know me. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but so I, I had 30 pounds of honey, right? Mm -hmm. I kept about uh, six pounds for myself. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I give some to friends as like a gift or something and then sell the rest. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it just like, you know, helps pay for like what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Um, I worked with a local um, graphic designer to create like my logo that I have and, and create the labels for my honey mm -hmm. because there are like certain labeling requirements that you have if you want to sell it. Okay. Um, so you have to list like both like how much it is in pounds and in grams. Um, and then you should have like your contact information, your address or phone number. Um, and then like say what it is. So like natural on honey. On the packaging? On the packaging. Yep. Hmm. And then I have like an image. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Why do they need to be able to contact you? It's a good question. That would be a question for the state of Illinois. But I think it's also nice because, um, like, when people purchase my honey, my contact information is on there. Mm -hmm. So if they want to, like, get more honey, yeah. they can contact me. Well, where um, are you selling I it? I sell it. I, I have a Facebook page. It's Ben's Bees, right? And it's the one <laughs> It's the one with, like, it's like a, it's got a guy and he's got his, like, bee veil on and there's a few bees, like, flying around. Um, we'll post and I'll share it. Yeah. So, so I have that. Um, and I just post it on Facebook mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'm selling, I've like started taking care of bees. I'm a beekeeper now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, family, family, friends, neighbors, um, some like parents of kids that I teach have purchased honey. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my students bought some honey from me mm -hmm. and she, um, asked me for a spoon in class. And I was like, she's one of those. I, I was like, I was like, why do you need a spoon? And she's like, I really want to just try this honey. Mm. So like, it wasn't like, like by she the spoonful, was, yeah, but like, she okay. like dipped it in. That's and was okay. Like, That's like, acceptable. And she was like, this is the best honey I've ever had. Um, <laughs> and, and like through word of mouth too. So like, you yeah. know, just like talking to people about it or like someone says, Hey, my friend got honey from you. Mm -hmm. Um, I heard it was really good. Can I get some? Do you ship it? Um, I haven't shipped it, but I could ship it. You want to like get to the point where you're shipping it, or are you like just being local? Um, I like being local. I mean, if if someone was to reach out to me and say like, "Hey, um, I want to purchase some of your honey," like, mm -hmm. sure, I'll ship it. Um, but you know, I mean, that's like an added cost. Yeah. Um, I would recommend if you know, let's say someone lived in, you know, I don't know, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I really want some honey. Well, there's probably going to be like a local producer near them. <laughs> yeah. um, that'll, but theirs isn't going to be as good as yours. Well, I can't say that. I haven't had their honey before, <laughs> right? But um, 
But I would say maybe checking that out first. Yeah. And then, or you know, maybe maybe they purchase some you from them and they purchase some from me. You know, I'm I'm about promoting beekeeping, like, because I'm not I'm not out here trying to become like the next big beekeeper. Like, yeah. I just it's it's fun. Do you know the biggest beekeeper is that like a thing? Is that like? Oh, there's probably. It's I like mean, a competition. It's, it's it's a reality TV show. Oh, okay. The biggest beekeeper. Um, and it's literally like. Like who can have the mm-hmm. most bees? Um, I, there's probably there's corporations in the world that just have like yeah. like if you if you're familiar with the bee movie, right? Yes. And that huge farm that just had mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of hives. They're they're how accurate do you think that movie is? Oh my gosh! So we watched that movie in one of my classes, mm-hmm. and I have to pause it every once in a while and be like, "That is not true." <laughs> one, one, um, Barry B. Benson. Is a male bee. He doesn't do anything. Um, but he's trying to get a job, and like yeah. half the other worker bees are male bees. Yeah, not correct. All those like big um, ones that leave. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. those would all be female bees. Yeah. So you know. Very inaccurate then. Yeah. Um, bees are like you know the old the oldest feminists, yeah. right? We can learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very egalitarian. Um, there is a little bit of like a class structure, so I'm not maybe not the best with that, but mm. um. Let's see, other inaccuracies um, or accuracies. So it is correct when it says like, oh, bees can't fly when it rains. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Um, at night, bees also don't fly. Mm-hmm. Um, they they use, how bees get back to their hives is like a really complex science. Some people say it has to do with like the magnetism of the atmosphere. And some people say it has to do with pheromones and it has to do with, the sun and all sorts of stuff. But um, so they're not going to fly at night. Um, bees are not going to marry a human being. <laughs> uh, that's just not going to work. Um, bees do not speak English. They speak bee. That movie is so crazy. I'm trying to think. Of, there's there's so many other like weird things. Oh, um, in it, they, they, they act like um, like using using the smoke on the bees like makes them pass out like it's mm-hmm. chloroform and it's just it's not quite the case um when you use the smoker it's to calm them um and it's to make it so that you know you can work with your hive mm-hmm. um and they're not as you know like they're not freaking out as yeah. much um but yeah it's it's i mean it's a it's an okay movie like it's okay it's it's funny if if you're looking for like some really stupid bee jokes (laughs) um like like bejesus right um and bee gandhi i didn't um, to to play like a drinking game (laughs) drink every time they said bee oh no you'd be gone in the first 15 minutes like yeah um well and speaking of alcohol you can make alcohol from honey. Uh, one of the oldest forms of alcohol is called mead. M, it's at either M E E D or M E A D. I know um, that. And it's it's uh it's pretty much like wine, but yeah. instead of using you know Brain fruit intensive. juice, it is um. It's like thicker. It's I I guess a little bit, but like mm-hmm. yeah. So I've thought about making mead as well because I make wine and hard cider. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be something that I try this coming winter as well. 
uh, just kind of fun winter project. So we'll see. Good luck. Thank you. What's your favorite part about beekeeping? My favorite part, um, I like that it's something that like, you know, I can, I can be active with it. Mm-hmm. So I like that, you know, it's an active kind of thing. You know, it's not like, oh, I've like put my bees in and then they just are self-sufficient, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you're regularly checking on them and that sort of thing. But it's also flexible enough to where like, it's not something I have to do every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really like that, you know, when I'm doing it, you're really like in tune and focused with what you're doing. Yeah. So like, you know, whatever else is going on, at this point, I'm really focused on my bees and working with them. Yeah. So, What's yeah. your least favorite? My least favorite thing? Have you ever got stung? Um, I've been stung. You're not um, I'm not allergic. I don't know if I am. I, I've been stung two or three times. One time, um, it just, like, happened to get through the pants I was wearing. Like, it just, because, like, there were a few other times where, like, they, like, either sting the jacket or the pants, but like it didn't go through mm-hmm. that one time. It just happened to, and I was like, why is my leg kind of hurt? <laughs> and then I looked down and then I looked down. I'm like, Oh, I got stung. Mm. And then the other time, um, it was, we had really great weather this fall mm-hmm. and going into, um, one of the weeks, um, like one of the nights it, the forecast changed really quick. Mm-hmm. I got home and it was like seven thirty, and um, I was like, I need to reduce the amount of space on this hive, otherwise they might like freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to open up the hive at night. Mm-hmm. At night they don't fly, but they crawl, and they crawled all. And I had my my like, I had everything on, mm-hmm. but they were they were really upset. They were they were aggressive, and that was my fault. Mm-hmm. I got stung because, like, you know, could I have, like, not removed that part of the hive? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But just because of timing and things, like, I probably should have taken it off, like, a week before. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I I don't go into, like, oh, I'm going to be stung and, it hurt, and it's going to hurt. If you have that, like, nervous energy, I think it's just going <laughs> to, like, it's, it's going to... It's gonna, um, gonna like, the bees are gonna pick up on it. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also like, like I remember the first time when I was like, first started handling it. It was kind of, it was kind of freaky and like, yeah, uh, especially when the hive gets a lot larger Mm -hmm. and they're producing new bees and there's more bees flying around you. It's a step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, Um, we're we're about to get it next, guys. And, and I've had, you know, friends who have, like, gone out and we've looked at the bees before. And, mm-hmm. like, some of them have been like, you know what, I'm definitely out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those things, like, you know, when we're looking at the bees, I'm not going to be like, you have to stay here if you're uncomfortable. It's like, well, you know, you can ease into it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't um, you don't have to be like yeah. uh, the, the bee woman from day <laughs> one. Um, at the same time, though. If you're like walking somewhere or, you know, um, like people keeping bees in neighborhoods is kind of a little bit more rare. Like I have an acre of land around my house, mm-hmm. so I have a little bit more space. And I've talked with my neighbors 
about the bees. Mm-hmm. So like if they're like, hey, like I see, like what are you doing over there? What are you building? Like I'll tell them and I'll kind of educate them a little bit so that they're not nervous about it. Because most people are like, am I going to get stung? Yeah. Are my kids going to get stung? Um, and, you know, it's talking to them about like, you know, no, bees are not going to attack you. They are flying from anywhere from where we are all the way to three miles away, mm-hmm. right? They're not just going to your house or just going somewhere. Like, they're they're spread yeah. out. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but I would say, you know, if you do come across, a, like, a, a hive, um, don't just, like, walk right up to it. Be chill. Um, bees like their space. And when you come into their space, they're going to fly around you a little bit to see what you're up to. Like, if we were to walk out there right now, Without any of our equipment on, like we could walk in. I have a fence around um, the hives. Mm-hmm. We could walk into that space. I've walked into it before to like early in the season. They have, um, I'll feed them some sugar water to get them, get them going. Um, and I'll replace that. And I won't put on my equipment for that because I'm not going into the hive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I started, you know, knocking on the hive, opened it up, they're going to come out. Yeah. And they're probably... They're going to be a little bit aggressive with that. Mm-hmm. So if you do see bees, give them space. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's all the questions I have. All right. I have some bee trivia. Okay. But do you have anything else you want to talk about that I didn't ask you about? I don't think so. Okay. Look, look. Oh, man. Bee trivia. Bee trivia. I hope Ready? this isn't really hard. No, it won't be too bad. Okay. We'll just do five questions. Okay. True or false? We'll start off easy. The honeybee is the only insect that produces food eaten by man, by humans. That produces, the only insect that produces food? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, f- well, because like people do eat insects. No. So it, does it, it produce food? Um. Yeah, produce. That's like the key word. I'm going to say, I feel like there's got to be something else out there. I'm going to say false. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You're wrong. It's true? It's true. These are the only insects that produce food? Yeah. Okay. Like, what other, like, there's ants and spiders. I don't know. Like, people eat crickets. But that's not them producing. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you got it wrong. Oh, darn. Oh, I have another question. What's an uncommon fact about bees? Oh, man, an uncommon fact. Well, we've talked about a handful of them. A lot of people think like bees are aggressive mm-hmm. and bees are mean. I would say that's like a, like a, a, it's not a true fact. Like an uncommon fact is like bees are actually like they're pretty gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to just like sting you just because they're a jerk. Yeah. Right. So I think that's pretty uncommon. Um A lot of like bees, um, like big beekeepers, sometimes will actually truck their bees to California mm-hmm. to help pollinate um, like almond trees and citrus trees and and other um, fruit trees mm-hmm. um, because they're they're um, insect pollinated plants, and um, so that's like a pretty that's a way that some beekeepers will actually make quite a bit of money. From like renting out their bee services. Hmm. 
Isn't that bad for the bees to just be on a truck? Well, so they they put them on like a like a big long truck. Yeah. Um, like a semi. And then like a semi, but not. It's like one of the flatbed semis. Mm -hmm. And then they cover them with like a mesh tarp. Mm -hmm. So the bees, you know. Not so they can they still are, fly. They well, they can like they could leave the hives. They're gonna kind of stay in. Yeah. But they could leave. Um, but it's so that um, if they do leave, they're not like you know sucked out into the wind. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. This is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna go look at the bees, and that will be a different video I post. I think. Okay. We're gonna see how I feel. Thank you for listening to this episode of Young or Dumb. I hope you enjoyed the subject and learned something new. Make sure to follow my podcast for more interesting conversations. And remember, be happy and be chill.